The Marine and the Hippie is a weekly conversation about current events aimed at presenting alternative viewpoints while looking for common ground. We are the Marine and the Hippie. Welcome to the Marine and the Hippie, Season 2, Dialogue Number 16, Guns, Guns, and Guns. Now, we have a Marine, Doc, and a Hippie, Dylan, on the show. We, we, we agree on the premise and the primary question that we're answering. The primary question, turn off if you don't agree with us, is does America have a gun problem? Now, if you're a, if you're a Clinton-esque, Biden-esque, Trump-esque politician, you might think that that... that that there's a maybe in there. No, there's not. This is a yes or no question. You either say yes or you say no. And if you believe the answer is yes, then it's like a flat tire. At a certain point, you're going to have to stop and fix the fucking flat tire. So I think it's time to stop and fix the flat tire. Now, pre-show, we were talking about, well, the acronym of our show, math and numbers. And I thought that it was cool because I had this question because I answered this question. I said, huh, does America have a gun problem? And my answer was yes. So I looked and I looked at the data and I and I looked to see how many deaths, how many American fellow Americans, neighbors die by guns every year in America. And in 2020, 46,222 souls lost their lives at the end of a gun. That is a pretty big number. To me. That's that's the size of the village I live. So if everyone in my village just went kaput in Turkey, that's how many people. Now, I learned a legal term. The legal term is legal intervention. That is the term to describe those deaths that are illegal, meaning a cop shooting a perpetrator or a homeowner or somebody in self-defense killing a perpetrator, as was the case in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, where he was proven innocent and that those two legal interventions were appropriate. So his those two deaths were legal. So that leaves us still with 46,002 Americans who have died by gun violence or by, by the ends of guns. So then I looked at how many of these people are dying. Well, it was told to me as I debated a, a blue check on Twitter that about 20,000 of those deaths are caused by suicide. So 20,000 gun owners are putting the barrel into their mouths or next to their temples or into their heart. I don't know how to commit to, to kill myself and killing themselves. Well, that is an illegal means of death because we have, we have on the books, it's illegal to kill ourselves. I don't know. The second one, negligence, meaning, you know, your six-year-old finds your gun and shoots your three-year-old. Oops, couplet. Or, you know, you go to pull your gun and you shoot yourself. Oops. But, you know, again, that or, would be... Or you go to pull your gun and you shoot someone else who you didn't mean to shoot. Yeah. That's also negligence. And <laughs> negligence. And then, and then you know, the norm, which is murder or assault or manslaughter. So we are, we are taught to believe that that number, that, that that 200, those legal interventions, are why we have guns. They're there to protect ourselves. So I'm ready. I'm ready with my gun. So if somebody, I have my gun. So if somebody comes to my house, I shoot them. Well, that happened 200, less than 200 times. In America, in 2020, less than 200. So most of these these deaths are either self-inflicted or the acts of extreme anger and rage against us. You know, so when I ask the question of myself, do I think that there's a gun problem in America? I say, yes. My solution is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, before we get to the solution, let me just say, you'd be, you know, you'd, you'd be surprised to find out, perhaps, that me, the left-wing lunatic, I also, I have recently become a gun owner. Well, I do what I have to, to to keep my 
recently acquired rifle safe. I don't have an automatic or a semi-automatic weapon. I don't have an assault rifle, what they say. It's a single-shot bolt-action rifle. You actually have to physically take the rifle out of your shoulder to reload the chamber with another bullet. It, the magazine carries three bullets with one in the chamber, and it, that's it. It's not going to go be responsible for it. It would take me longer, you know, to reload the the rifle after I expended all four of those rounds than it would for a cop to gun me down in if I was in Texas. No, sorry, that might be an off-color joke. Uh, it took them an hour to deal with him, but it would take me a very long time to do it. So I'm not actually a, a, a crazy gun owner. But I think that one of the things that, that should be surprising to most people is that while I became a gun owner recently, my position has moved on guns in the last you know couple decades of my life. Um, I also agree with Dylan that we do have a major gun problem in this country. And the the thing is, is the solutions that are being offered to us right now uh, by our current politicians do not resolve any of those problems with, with guns. And so we'll get into some of those solutions when we come back from the break. Here on Marine and the Hippie Dialogue number 16 of uh, season 2. Guns, guns, guns. Here on Marine and the Hippie. You're listening to the Marine and the Hippie. I'm Dylan. I'm the Hippie from Turkey. And let me just tell you, Kolai Gelsen, may it be easy. Peace. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Marine and the Hippie, dialogue number 16 of season two. We're talking about guns and the gun problem in this country, impossible solutions to the gun problem. Before we went on break, you got the Marine, the person that is trained with firearms, that happens to know how to use firearms, and knows also, by the way, the AR-15 not a very good weapon. If you're going to get by a weapon, you should get a much more accurate weapon than a semi-automatic rifle. Just my position. Uh, <laughs> Dylan was about to share with us some solutions that we talked about during the during the pre-show, which me as a, a recent new gun owner uh, tend to agree with. And so with that, I'll, I'll kick it back over to Dylan. And Dylan can give us his, I don't know, four or five point plan uh, to resolve a lot of the gun problems that we have in this country. Yeah, so the gun, the gun problem if we accept that there's a gun problem, then we have to come to an equitable and viable solution. And the equitable and viable solution is not taking away people's gun. You know, somebody, we were talking pre-show and Doc said, the argument is, why does somebody need an AR-15? Well, it's, it's a niche is, it, it, issue. All of us have them. All of us have like a thing that we love. You know, cyclists, they love their bikes. They buy, spend $15,000 on the bike. Who the fuck needs a $15,000 bike? I'll tell you, no one. Who needs... $300 running sneakers. No one. But we buy these things. Why? Because they make us feel good. They're, they're part of what we, part of our identity. And, and, and our identity is who we are. And that's fine. So I'm not, I'm not going to be somebody who says we should take away the guns. I'm saying that we should treat guns similarly, not the same, similarly as we do cars. Now, what we need to do is, number one, we have to open up a window. Call it six months. Call it a year. Whatever, it is, whatever the window of, of time is and say... Anybody who has a gun that is not registered, that is not legal, even if it is a murder weapon, bring it here for immediate disposal, period. Melt them down. We can we can create a furnace, whatever. We can watch them. We can get everybody a coin of, of, of their melted gun. <laughs> Number two. Okay, that's good. Register. Then, with if you don't want to give up your gun because you want to be a gun owner, cool, register. And if it's not registered, that's fine. All you do is you go to this this place with your gun. They 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 either restamp it or or get the serial number and register it. And so 
these guns are registered. Now, the registration is free of charge. Why? Because we don't want to alienate the poor. We want everyone to have equal access to the Second Amendment. So that means not another tax as Obamacare is. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to create it so people aren't seeing this as a disparity between the rich and the poor. We're just seeing this as trying to be across the whole community or society. So we do that. So we, we get all the guns registered. Now, to continue owning your gun, you need to be licensed to have a gun, just like you do. And, you know, Doc will explain in a minute, he's a Marine. Huh? <laughs> do Marine, you know, no, Marines are not just given a gun and said, go start shooting people. There's a whole process involved. Um, it's pretty simple. Like, first of all, in boot camp or Marine recruit training, as they like to call it, that everybody in the world calls it boot camp, but Marines do. Uh, they change the name because they're Marines and they do things differently. Um, in, in Marine recruit training, we snapped in for, for a week. And when you snap in, you basically dry fire your, your rifle. You get used to how the rifle feels in your hand. You get used to the kind of pressure you got to put it on the trigger to make it click. And when you, you know when it clicks, then it's fired the round. Uh, you get used to how to clean the rifle. You get used to how to field the strip the rifle, take it apart, learn all the parts of it, learn where the parts go, learn how to replace the parts when you need to. You learn all of this stuff and you take like a whole week and that's all, literally all you do for a week. I don't know how many day, how many hours a day there are in Marine recruit training. When you're not doing push-ups or eating, you're you're messing with your rifle and you're snapping in at the rifle range. It was like an eight-hour-a-day thing for a week. And then the very next week, you spend, you know, if you got seven days in the week, you spend five of those seven days of the week target practicing to learn how the rifle feels to, to fire, to learn what it feels like when it kicks in your shoulder, to learn how it feels to actually discharge a rifle and feel the recoil, to learn how to learn how it feels to like hold the rifle properly and to aim the rifle properly. And then you qualify on the last day and qualifying is a, is a, on a known distance course, it goes from 100 meters to 200 meters to 500 meters in different different uh, standing and sitting positions. Dylan, is qualifying similar to like getting a license? Well, I would say probably it's exactly the same uh, because with with the driver's license, of course, when you're 16, you might remember you took a road test and a written test. Uh, with qualifying, you actually demonstrated that your your correct usage of the rifle, just like you would with an automobile. And then once you got once you did that, you were considered qualified to use the rifle. But that was after two weeks of doing nothing but holding the rifle, getting used to it, firing it, loading it properly, clearing it if there was a problem with the rifle, putting the rifle down properly on the deck, disassembling and reassembling the rifle for for two straight weeks. It took us before we actually could use it. Now, if I'm an 18-year-old American who never went in the military, I could go down to Walmart right now, buy a rifle, buy rounds, and then go out to a target range and start shooting it with zero training whatsoever. Or I'm an 18-year-old I could who has no money. I could go with a credit card that was just sent to me in the mail, go buy a gun, buy some ammo, and go into a school and kill 19 students and two teachers. Because that's literally what just happened. Yeah, and and literally. And the thing is, is that the the if you actually are trained on the rifle, number one, you you learn to respect the destructive power of that rifle way more than if you just buy it from Walmart. If you buy it from Walmart, you have no clue what that rifle can do. If you spend two weeks basically sleeping with the rifle almost, and when I mean sleeping with it, I mean in a very literal sense, it's next to you in your tent or in your bunk. You know. Right next to you, it's tied, to, it's wrapped around your leg, literally. You're sleeping with this rifle. You know what that 
weapon is capable of and you don't disrespect it and you don't point it at something you don't intend to shoot and you don't accidentally discharge it and you get rid of all the negligent loss of life when you have that sort of respect and that sort of care for your rifle dylan both doc and i are of the age where you know we're old enough to say maybe we have a few regrets or can certainly see some maybe errors in our way or mistakes that we one of mine is my first tattoo I wish that there had been like a 24-hour, 48-hour time frame between turning 18 and getting my first tattoo. Why? Because, well, it's not my favorite. I would have done something a little bit differently. And with a gun, we should have a little bit more care. There should be care involved because, well, the negative effect of a tattoo is only me looking down at a silly tattoo every day that I've gotten used to. Blowing off your head or somebody else's, well, that's kind of permanent. And when we come back to uh, Dialogue 16, Season 2 of uh, Guns, Guns, Guns of The Marine and the Hippie, we'll get into a little bit of humor so we can leave on a morbid light. Although I was a man, he said I was his friend. You're listening to Marine and the Hippie. Welcome back to The Marine and the Hippie. Hippie, Season 2, Dialogue 16, Guns, Guns, and Guns. Now, the premise, the big question was, does America have a gun problem? Both Doc and I, I agree that the, the, the simple answer is yes. So once, we, once we've agreed, now we're looking for a solution. Because if we don't act, then let's have some fun with it. Let's make it, well, instead of saying, instead of saying another guy committed suicide, tell me the brand of gun. Say, oh, yeah, sawed-off shotgun does 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 the job much better than a Glock. Man, eighty percent of, of all Glock suicides survive. Or as Doc was Doc Doc had said about the AR-15, the bullet isn't really designed to kill. It's designed only to 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 create a casualty to maim so that three people are taken off of the field of war. Um, we could turn to this. We we could turn to just having fun with it, you know. Hey, this guy this guy went in. He he must he, he was a pretty crappy shot. He went in with a thousand rounds. He he shot off a thousand rounds and only killed nineteen people in a school of six thousand. Or we have to change. I'm for change because I don't like that. I don't like the nihilistic sadness that that that, that brings me to. But if we don't change, everyone's going to be carrying a gun. And everyone's going to be ready. And if everybody's ready to use that gun, that Wild West, that legal intervention, yeah, those numbers might go up. So it makes it more just to kill people, but not the society that we don't duck. I think that I think that as as soon as you okay, I'm going to say something a little bit wild here that I think that many many people in our audience probably don't believe, and you probably don't believe it as to the point where it's like you probably don't believe in Santa Claus either, like that kind of disbelief. But everybody who legally owns a, a, a firearm in this country. Everybody, I would say probably high 90s, I think, is probably a reasonable number. Almost everybody who owns a rifle or a firearm in this country agrees that there should be safety, agrees that there should be some sort of gun regulations in this country. The no regulation position is still a very radical, very fringe position in this country, despite its constant coverage on the news. And so basically, the whole country wants to present people who own firearms as being these out-of-touch unreasonable radical idiots who are completely against any kind of gun regulation and as a recently acquired gun owner um i will say this i'll say any gun regulations you have to that you want to put in number one have to have buy-in of the people who own guns you can't make laws for those people without asking them okay what do you guys think 
we should do here. And what our politicians are very willing to to do is either either on the one hand just you know basically take the most radical position and say that's the position of all gun owners. It's not. The no regulation position is not the position of most gun owners. Or present it as these people are completely unreasonable, therefore we have no reason to listen to them or ask them for any kind of opinion on the matter. You have to have buy-in because if you don't, anything that you propose, Dylan, and even your reasonable suggestions fall into this camp, will feel punitive to people that own guns. Like, why should I follow the law? Why should I buy into this law, which is only direct at me when I'm doing something that's totally legal for me to do, which is own a firearm. It doesn't really matter why I want a firearm. It matters only the fact that I can legally own one, and so I do. So you have to have that buy-in of people who own firearms in order to get anything to happen in this country. And right now, looking for that buy-in, looking for that common ground where people of the left and the people of the right, the non-gun owners and the gun owners can agree we have a problem. Here's how we could possibly solve it. What are your what are your solutions? What do you suggest? You know, and actually demonstrating that you're willing to sit down and listen to these people. That's the only way you're going to get any kind of gun change, and that's why we don't have it in this country right now, Dylan. Because the alternative is this scenario. The alternative is you're driving up to your local store. You have a gun. Your gun is in your glove compartment. Why? Because that's a reason. You get out of your car and the person next to you gets out of your car at the same time and you see that there's a gun on their holster, the gun on their hip in a holster. You go do your shopping, you, you recognize it, you've seen it, doesn't bother you. But then when you get in, you come out and you, you kind of arrive at the same time, the person hits your car or you hit theirs, whatever shit happens. We get into accidents all the time. Not that big of a deal. But if that person gets out of their car and they're angry, you have only you can only come to one logical conclu conclusion, and that conclusion is that person is going is willing to do you fatal harm because they carry on their hip the tool one of the tools designed to do fatal harm. So your reaction is going to be either drive off quickly or take your gun and kill them first. I don't want to live in that society. I don't think that's a fun society to imagine, to live in, to be part of. I want to live in a society in which, well, you know, when you need the gun, you have a gun. So if you want to go hunting, you want to go to a shooting range for Doc and I, if you want to have a revolution, you're armed and ready to go. But if you're going to Walmart with your gun on your side, well, imagine if I were carrying a blender or a leaf blower. Well, it's not the right tool to go shopping at Walmart. It just isn't because, well, we don't need a leaf blower or a blender to go shopping, just like we don't need a gun to go shopping in Walmart, because those legal intervention numbers are so low that there's not, there's just not, it's just not happening enough to warrant. So thanks for listening to the Marine and the Hippie, season two, dialogue 16, guns, guns, and guns. This is Dylan signing out from Turkey. I'll sign off too. My name is Doc. I'm from Iowa and I'm recently a gun owner. And uh, I have a stake in the matter now. I actually have a stake in this discussion. So happy to do that. Talk to you next week. Uh, see you later. Hey, this is Doc. And this is Dylan. And you're listening to Marine and the Hippie. For more information on the Marine... Follow Doc at Supernova underscore Earth on Twitter and listen to the Supernova Earth Show on Spotify. For more information on The Hippie, follow Dylan at Gezi and Me on Twitter 
and read his blog at observationsfromthespectrum.org.